Hi beautiful ladies. Are you so busy and distracted that quite frankly you feel you're missing out on the little things in life? I am Annabelle Ardent, wife, mother, sister, friend, and daughter, singer-songwriter. I have decided to intentionally stop and reflect on the many blessings God has given us. Blessings of intimate, personal, and strategic joy, providence, peace, grace, and hope. So sit back and relax as we look back and look forward to the many blessings ahead of us. Let us be intentional in seeking God in the little things. In this podcast, I will be sharing life stories with you in hopes that it will encourage you to pivot even closer to God. So let's go. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Annabelle. As we all know, um, developing habits is a fantastic thing to do usually. (laughs) If it's a good habit. If it's a good habit, right. But we know that it can take some time to build habits. Um, But when we do, we get better at things. We remember things more easily. For example, um, Annabelle, have you ever had, (laughs) we probably have all done this, have you ever gotten to the store you're about to walk in and realize everyone's looking at you funny and you don't have your mask on. Right, right. It's right. a new thing. It's in the car. You got to go get it. You don't have the habit of putting it on. Right. And I, and obviously this happened to us all like a lot more often in the very beginning mm-hmm. than it does now. But the reason is we're used to it now. It's, yeah. It's habit. It's just routine. You, as soon as you turn off the car, you grab the mask because you remember because you've done it so many times. Right. And um, so today we're talking about practice making perfect doesn't make us perfect, right? But right. it helps us to develop good habits, hopefully positive habits. And Annabelle's got um, a great example of that. Yeah. Um, well, my mom um, used to always tell me, and, and it was um, so often it got annoying, but she would always say, practice makes perfect. You know, when you have a little girl who's in ballet and she's taking music lessons and voice lessons and guitar lessons and piano lessons and lessons, lessons, oh lessons, my goodness. all the it's time. Have time for anything. You, you just get to a point where you have a routine uh-huh. because when you're off routine or something spontaneous, anxiety builds up. Mm-hmm. And so I do this and my mom used to do this all the time with me, but it got to be, I honestly, Jennifer, I don't know how I graduated high school. <laughs> because we had, or I had, not my brothers, but I had lessons every day oh after goodness. school. Every weekend we had a swim meet, or we had a recital, or we had a concert, or we had um, something going on. And it got to be so routine for me growing up. Having to do stuff when I got home from school was normal. It was Mm -hmm. like continuation of school. I didn't see it any other way because from a very young age, I was put in all these lessons. And so it it wasn't considered practice until I became a teenager or right before I became a teenager, my friends would question as to why I never went to these parties, oh, or I never went to sleepovers. That becomes a big deal I, in yeah. high school. It and feels, it, when I hit yeah. high school is when I realized, oh my gosh, you you don't have to practice piano lessons and guitar lessons, and you don't have to go to a voice teacher, and you don't have to go to synchronized swimming, you don't have to do all these things that I'm doing. <laughs> and it got to be, at that point, I started fighting with my mom. 
saying, I don't want to practice. I don't want to practice. I don't need practice. I, I don't want to do this no more. And when I was a sophomore in high school, uh, the core group of friends of mine who all had similar schedules like mine, we were all in band, chorus, and drama together. Mm-hmm. So the these eight people, uh, friends of mine, one day the leader of the group said, hey, let's go for a field trip. I want to go do something, and I don't want to go alone. So we all drive out, and I, I wasn't driving at that time, so I carpooled with somebody. And um, John takes us all the way to behind Disney World. At that time, it was all woods. Right. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what are we doing out here? You can't see my face, but I, I had a, a face of fear and question mark right on my face. What are we doing here? And John says, we're going to go in here and go dancing. And I'm like, I used to dance. I mean, I we would dance every weekend, and I was very active. And so we went all into this big warehouse in the middle of the woods back there. And I thought, well, this is a strange, strange thing to do, but okay. So we went in, and there was a there were several people there from Disney, and they started showing us choreography. So mm-hmm. I, you know, started doing the choreography, no big deal. And they started giving us number. I never. I was so oblivious as to what I was doing. They gave us each numbers and then they would put up a card with that, uh, with a particular number. Mm -hmm. And if you got that number, one of the Disney employees would pull you off to the side. And I thought, oh man, this is a strange field trip, (laughs) field trip game. I don't understand why we're doing this. And, and I kind of just was oblivious. So they pulled out my number. I was number three. Mm-hmm. And I was the first card to be pulled up. And I'm like crying going, oh, I'm getting kicked out. Why are you uh-huh. kicking me out? And little did I know I was auditioning for a job at Disney. That is, I have to say, it's super cool. I mean, yeah. John, John's a cool dude. <laughs> and several of us got in, John included. And we that was my very first job ever of getting as an entertainer dancer for Disney. All that to say, and I'm not bragging because I didn't even have a clue as to what I was doing. But all that to say, all those years, my mom put me through such rigorous, I'm talking rigorous practice where my it. toes would bleed, oh my, my feet were blistered, my ankles were black and blue a lot of oh times from the top shoes or the, wow. or the, or the toe shoes, right, you know, the ballet. being on the ballet. I was always covered with black and blues from all the activities we would do. And to think... At that moment, when I got that job, it opened so many opportunities for me working with Disney oh, yeah. that I one day came home crying to my mom. It was a long trip. It was like a 35-minute trip from Disney to where we lived at the time. And one day, I just broke down in tears saying how how horrible I felt that I would fight with my mom about Complain practice, yeah. practicing all these things. What good was this? But now it opened up the world because it Disney's did. worldwide. It did, but it all, but, but most importantly, it opened a discipline in me. It built my character that when things don't, that don't come easily, that you have to practice, practice, practice in order to achieve not perfection, but achieve a perfection in your character, in mm-hmm. whom you are, your development as your personality of who you become. And that in my adulthood has leaped me over hurdles that I never thought I would 
um, be able to come over the hurdles. Mm -hmm. So discipline has been my biggest strength in getting over those hurdles in life. Yeah. I, you know, when I think about something that I've just been disciplined in, I didn't really do a lot of, um, I did extracurriculars and band. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I practiced and practiced at piano, you have a gift. You can sit down and you can play things. You know, I could never listen to something by ear and know how to play it. I just couldn't. My brother had the gift. He could do that. Even without lessons for me, I would have to practice like crazy mm-hmm. to be able to just play it. And it would become more or less second nature. I wasn't even reading the music anymore, except to just make sure I was in the right spot and I would follow it and I didn't miss anything. But for the most part, it just kind of started to flow. But it, it, for me, it took a ton of practice to get there. Um, right. And another way that I've done this that pertinent is in learning language. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was mm-hmm. raised with one language, just English. And I developed a love for French in college. And then after college, I wanted to learn Spanish. And so with learning Spanish, I um, kind of, I really did, I took one semester in college, but didn't remember. I was so focused on French. I'd done it all through my high school years and then all through my college years. And then um, I had only done a semester of Spanish and I really didn't remember any of it. So mm-hmm. when I really wanted to learn it, I knew I had to immerse myself. Yeah. I was not going to learn in a classroom the kind of um, depth, you know, the, the breadth of vocabulary that I needed and the skill set that I needed. So I went to Mexico for a summer and I lived with a family that did not speak English. Mm-hmm. The, some of the sons did speak some English, but for the most part, I was 100% Spanish speaking that whole summer. Right. And which led to some hysterical moments because right. I would mix in my French and, you know, things like that. But the point was, after a while, by the end of the summer, I was really starting to think in right. Spanish. I was no longer having to think about it first. You know right. what I, do you know what As I mean? A, yeah. You when learned you, when you many learned, languages. Yeah. When I learned five, and the difference is immersion forces your mind to make new channels that are come naturally. Right. And you don't lo- no longer think of it as a foreign language because you're immersed in the culture as right. well. So you're not thinking, you're not how thinking do I it's a different language. You're thinking this is the lang- language of the land. Right. So when you immerse, and I learned, I learned German um, here in the States. Mm-hmm. I learned French here in the States. And I learned Italian here in the States. But I only went to Germany and immersed myself over there uh, for a year. And that must be your strongest skill. And now that is the one in which I have connected experiences in my mind and memories that help me keep my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Because in, in languages, the unfortunate thing with languages, even with immersion, is if you don't practice it, right, you lose it. So I ended up going back, you know, two different summers. So I went three, a total of three summers to learn and get better at Spanish. And um, really between them, I didn't get a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So, so I would find when I would go back that I would not um, be able to speak for the first, I mean, I would try and I would do a little bit, I could do some, but I was translating in my head before I would speak for the first sometimes two weeks yeah or so at least the first week and then after that I was back in practice I was doing it all the time I would start to think again in Spanish even dream in Spanish Spanish, yeah Mm -hmm. you know and so it became 
But the point was, it was the practice right. that made me um, get better get better and better mm-hmm. and, and find fluid. it. It was a second nature. And that's yeah. what I loved about it. It wasn't draining me. When I was translating, every night I was exhausted because mm-hmm. the whole day was spent with my brain just working to speak and to right. communicate. Um, but when I was just thinking of it naturally and it became second nature, it was no longer exhausting. Yeah. It's just because it was fluent. It was flowing without right. the energy to I mean, to now it it's been like 20 years. So yeah. oh goodness, I'd have to immerse myself to be as good as I used to be. But, um, but that is the point when you can be great at something and then you fall away from it for a while and you have to retrain yourself to be back in character to be able to um, have it flow yeah. uh, very freely and naturally from within you. And and that's kind of how it is, I feel, with um, scripture and Bible reading, at least in my life. Mm-hmm. I know when I've made it a point mm-hmm. to have a certain time of day, for me it's night. By the end of the day, I'm needing that refreshment of before I go to bed to settle my mind and to... Um, be reminded of God's truth. Oh, and just funny. That's the opposite of I me. I know. And because kinda, I have to do the morning yeah, by night, my your brain is right. gone. I'm just right. like so tired. And, and sometimes, you know, I do think it might be better for me to do it in the morning <laughs> because it sets your mindset for the day. And maybe I should be doing it both. I don't know. But when I, you know, I for a while, I started forgetting to do it at night because I was staying up. Like, for example, doing uh, repairs. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Until two or four in the morning. And it was just... I couldn't even turn on the light in the the bedroom without waking up my husband to go through that. So I would just crash. And, uh, but getting back into the habit of it, I found if I am not doing that, I have a hard time sleeping. I need to, it's a part Mm -hmm. of me now. It's a part of settling my heart and settling my mind. And, and I don't have to be in scripture that is um, all about exhortation and, you know, encouragement. I can be right now. I'm working my way through the book of Joshua. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. Jeremiah. And it's about, you know, the kings who were there, Jehoiakim and Jehoiachin and, you know, Zedekiah and all of this. And so um, I'm learning about the kings and the wars that they fought, Nebuchadnezzar coming in and, and all of that. And it has nothing to do with, you know, you, I would think Philippians, if I'm looking for encouragement oh, yeah. or the New mm-hmm. Testament, you know, something like Galatians, that. Ephesians, and if I need yeah. courage, I'd look in Joshua and read Dave about David and, and Goliath and all of these other things, Daniel. And, but you know what, just being the practice of being in the word Mm-hmm. no matter what I'm reading, it calms me and it speaks in my soul. And these are things that I'm going to remember and use for the rest of my life. Right. So um, one of the things that I love is um, in 1 Timothy 6, 11, it says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things and instead pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. And um, when I think about fleeing these things, you know, for me, it's all these things of the world. Exactly. I have to Mm -hmm. let them behind and pursue God wholeheartedly. It is a race that we are in. He here describes it as a fight. You're fighting the good fight of the faith. We have Mm -hmm. to fight our human nature to do whatever we want to do to fit in as much as we can in the day and focus on carving out time to just be in the word. When I see this verse, fight the good fight of the faith, I tend to look at two things number one david and goliath mm-hmm. he had to fight a literal goliath. fight yeah uh-huh. a literal fight he had to lean on god and trust god in that moment that he was fighting goliath it was in god's strength mm-hmm. and victory that he won that fight number two i think of do you remember that movie chariots of fire i saw it so long ago annabelle i don't remember movies if it's been more than three months it, it's a great Unless it's the movie Goonies. 
no, 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 no. That doesn't apply. But Chariots of Fire was a a movie about running. Yeah, Eric Liddell. I do remember it was Eric Liddell because that's my maiden name is Liddell. Oh, I didn't know that. I've always wondered if we're related. (laughs) Well, um, that movie talks about... It, it's about running, but it's also a, a about a Christian man fighting a spiritual battle mm-hmm. and um, how he overcame that through discipline, through actually reading the Word of God and relying on the Holy Spirit to get him through the difficulties mm-hmm. he was facing. And his conviction that he was not going to capitulate on his beliefs and um his what faith. he was determined to do in his faith mm-hmm. to, to honor God. Exactly. Now, when when I look at that in reference to this practice, we have to train ourselves to continuously go to God and his word to give us the very next step. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 say, All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm kind of like your muscles in your body. Mm -hmm. Your mind is a muscle. And just like a person in this case with chariots of fire had to constantly train for endurance of running further and faster and and training the muscles to contract and training the muscles to build and just doing the agility and the and doing it over and over and over practice 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 training it for the the simple thing of um, any athlete has to train in order to have the endurance to do whatever it is they're called to do in mm-hmm. sports we have to do as christians train our minds to focus on the Lord and his righteousness. It takes practice, 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 intentional discipline to read and be in his word and apply it to our lives. Hebrews 10:36 says, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Yeah, it does. Practice does make perfect but not in the sense of perfection in the world. It takes practice to perfect your mind in the righteousness of God and the faith that he has given us to fulfill his will and his promises in our everyday life. Right, so I think the challenge is just to actually set aside some time. If you're not already doing it, then just pick some time. It could be any time. It could be your lunch hour or a five-minute break you know you have between here and there. But find a time, start somewhere, and um, go sit down and meditate on the Word of God and just be in the Word and hear what God has to say. And there's no specific scripture you need to go to. You know, I just shared, I'm going through Jeremiah, and for exhortation that's not, or encouragement, that's not what I would typically think to read. But you know what I am learning in Jeremiah is that, Um, Jeremiah was standing alone against all of the other false prophets and he was the one declaring a very unpopular message Mm -hmm. to his audience. Nobody wanted to hear that Babylon was going to come in and win. And that's what he was saying is, look, it's going to happen. And because he was declaring something that was not popular, he himself was, you know, thrown in a cistern and he was severely abused Mm -hmm. for it. So I'm learning a lot just 
through who he was and what he was willing to do and how he was willing to stand firm in what he knew the Lord was telling him, even when the whole world seemed like it was against him. Yeah, yeah. And right. A lot of prophets, um, Ezekiel and, and many of them, oh, yeah. had to make it a firm decision on the discipline of faith mm-hmm. and really rely on God and really meditate on his word and apply it to their lives. So that that is pretty much what um, today's podcast is about, is making a conscious, intentional, strategic routine of being in the word and growing your spiritual growth in Christ Jesus. Absolutely. You know, As we grow um, in knowledge, it, it helps us to grow in our faith and in our trust. And this is where we find that it becomes easy. It becomes second nature to fall back mm-hmm. into the promises of God, to fall back into what we know about him and what we've learned about him in our everyday life when things come up. Right. And and fluency is, is ultimately what you want in your life. So when those obstructions come against you, it's just a second nature mm-hmm. to apply the promises and the truth of God to that situation to overcome everyday life. So um, let me just quickly, let's go ahead and go to the Father and pray to Him and ask Him for the privilege of being in His Word and the ability to consume His Word on a daily basis so that it becomes who we are. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege of knowing you. Thank you so much for your instruction manual, which you have left with us, which is now the Holy Bible. Thank you, Lord, for the mind and the capability to understand your word and to just mold it onto our everyday life and your teachings to be able to leave a legacy within our community and our children and our families and those that have known us. Thank you. Jesus, uh, for showing us your intentionality of coming out of heaven to walk beside us and show us everything that you're that you have taught us from the moment that you came to earth to the moment you left us. You were the perfect life for practicing what you preach, for mm-hmm. being the, the 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 teacher of all teachers. Mm-hmm. Help us to practice our faith and listen to the Holy Spirit as it guides us and counsels us. Let us practice building stronger walk with you so that we can be a beacon of light in this dark world. May our practice here on earth bring you glory and be made perfect in your heavenly realm. We ask this all in Jesus' precious and glorious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for, for being with us today on this podcast. If you have any suggestions or ideas, um, you can publish it right there on Anchor or Spotify, whichever engine you're using to hear this podcast. Um, but if you want to make it private, you can go to AnnabelleArden.com and uh, Jennifer and I will pray over it. We will uh, try to um, go ahead and implement it into our future podcasts. And um, we just hope that you in in this upcoming week encountered God and Jesus on your journey and that his love in all in everyday life, in all the little things of life, which be shown brighter than ever in your daily walk with him. We'll see you again next week. 
keep on smiling and remember you are a child of god amen bye-bye for now oh it's been so awesome spending time with you thank you for listening to today's in the little things podcast as we navigate this journey together i highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired encouraged or strengthened and if you'd like to know more about the annabelle ardent ministry you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast annabelleardent.com there you can find more uh, information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff you know and um, also if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private you can do it there as well on my connect page Uh, for now I just want to thank you again for being with me Um, hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast and uh, may God um, love just bless you and, and embrace you this week um, as you encounter him on a personal and closer level, um, I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that you are your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.